most fearless journalists in the world. He kicks ass and chews bubblegum at the same time. He is Shepard Ambellis. And you are listening to the Shepard Ambellis Show. And without further ado, here is your host, Shepard and Bellis. Well, 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 we're back. It's Tuesday. We got Bethany Adani with us. Aaron Cole might not be joining us uh, for this broadcast. We got a um, good show planned. Hopefully our uh, plans work. We, we're supposed to have Roy Potter calling in here shortly, and we will pull him on air if uh, all goes as planned. I don't know if you remember the last show, uh, someone tried to call in and it's like they were dropping Intel. They were going to drop Intel and, um, the call lines were terminated. The main host line at the, at the studio. So I don't know what was going on with that. I guess, um, Nancy Pelosi, Nancy blows me. Did I just say that? Nancy Pelosi, uh, she took one giant step for freedom supposedly according to the drudge headline pelosi in taiwan assassination fears the papers read just more of the script that they're pushing with the uh, politics geopolitics the whole world stage world stage you've heard of that term world stage that's basically what it is it's a world stage Bethany, how was your day? What uh, what uh, did you have going on? I've been um, dealing with just uh, technical stuff and getting stuff with the network squared away and just my normal job itself, um, you know, trying to get it all uh, balanced out. Yeah, and that's what it's about, finding a balance, and that's really hard to do. I, I had a pretty busy day myself and uh, doing a lot of running around for the kids, and, you know, this one has to go here and that one has to go there. My son should be getting his license soon. But, um, oh, that's cool. you know, for now I'm still chauffeur, <laughs> along with everything else being a mom brings with it, yeah. and trying to fight the new world order that's all at the same time, which is the reason I continue is because of my kids and, um, Shep, uh, Roy is trying to call the number. So I just, he's trying to call it. It said it wanted a shell number, not a pin number. So he said either you can call him or he can call the backup number. Try to just have him call the backup and see what happens. Okay. We'll do. We'll do. That's crazy. If I feel like everything's blocking us. It seems to be, it seems to be these technical issues and we keep running into them. And I don't know, Shep, it's, it's very disheartening, but you keep going. I I don't know. You, that's why you can do handstands with no hands. (laughs) Well, it's weird that I find that weird. We need to test that out. I mean, if they're, I mean, the system's not supposed to be doing anything strange like that. That's so, so odd. But yeah, well, it's not if you're targeted. <laughs> and I think, you know, it's it's right. like um, I think like exactly. our guest yesterday, Cameron said, you know, everybody's targeted these days. The whole world's targeted. All of humanity is being targeted right now. And he was so spot on. Well, yeah, that was a great show. Um, and hopefully he's going to do a, a show here on the network. Um, Cameron Parks, I hope 
because, you know, I mean, that was a lot of information about the crypto and whatnot. Um, I'm so tired of these banks. I'm so tired of... Oh, you mean Keith. You mean Keith. Or Keith, yeah. Sorry. Keith Smith, yeah. Yeah. You were talking about Cameron, and I was talking right, about Right, I Keith. was talking about Cameron. Yeah, <laughs> we had our tabs crossed there, That's funny. Okay, well, I think um, Roy's calling in right now. Roy, how's it going? You made it. Our uh, lines are having issues, I guess. Yeah, how are you, Chef? Good, man. We're live on it on air. I appreciate you joining us. Uh, we haven't talked to you in a while, and I know um, you probably have a lot to talk about. Um, since the last time we talked, so much has transpired. I feel like um, you know, there's a lot of good things happening, um, but there's it seems to me like more often than not, um, everything just keeps moving toward the agenda you know this um whatever agenda that is i i mean i have no idea now it's all mixed in between the covid uh lockdowns the vaccines and you know what they got going on in there um now all the drought issues the water issues the uh, weather pockets like there's pockets of crazy weather just apocalyptic stuff almost biblical Roy Potter, I'm just going to kind of give you the floor and let you uh, tell people about yourself and then kind of uh, let you have the floor a little bit and just uh, tell us what you've been up to. Sure. Uh, of course, I think, I don't know how in-depth you want me to get, but basically uh, I was uh, an Army officer, both reserve and active, for um, a total of 28 years off and on. Uh, I was a... Uh, city police officer for approximately three. Uh, I have uh, a lot of, I've done a lot of study in, in uh, Hebrew uh, and in uh, the first century, uh, well, first century BC through about the second century AD, uh, worked with uh, Dr. Robert Eisenman, who uh, is one of the foremost authorities on the Dead Sea Scrolls. So I, uh, I've done a lot of, uh, basic uh, videos and mm -hmm. also uh, uh, classroom type things on uh, the issue of uh, the first century and the origins of Christianity and the Roman Jewish war. That's, oh, wow. That, uh, are you still with us, Roy? They just, um, they terminated the main studio line again. What Remember that. Look, this you isn't kidding. No, this isn't even possible. Look, this is <laughs> this is like a million dollar uh, company that provides studio call software and lines, and it just doesn't happen. And and they uh, and I kind of had a feeling this was going to happen because it felt like season one. All of a sudden, just all the targeting ramped up. I mean, so he, what should I like tell him Roy's, to do? Roy was like still there. And um, I'm going to try to, um, I'm going to try to somehow, God, this is like so hard to do. I was thinking we could like try to call him through the Skype or something, but um, That's I don't hard think he's to got do. The access to Skype, Shep. So, no. Um, oh. on Is there his another phone, way? To, okay. But I don't know how to dial out. Let's see. This is live radio, people. Um, this isn't supposed to happen. Is what's crazy. Um, it's not like this thing can fail like that, Bethany. This is used for like all top radio shows and stuff. Um, for it to be doing that's insane. Hmm. Well, if people don't believe that targeting is real, I mean, they really need to think twice because Shep, you know, I didn't know too much about that stuff until, but after, you know, started working with you and stuff, then I realized this shit is, and it's, it's so deep and I, I, 
it's mind boggling. But I mean, this is it's not surprising, especially with Roy, because of, you know, how much he's got invested in this. And, uh, you know, the stuff he talks about, I'm not surprised. This is not surprising at all to me. Hmm. I'm trying to figure out how to. Um, how I can call out of here. Okay, Shep, he just said I was kicked off, but just called back and I'm waiting. So it's not, um, they terminated our main line, so we can't connect to him. Like the whole studio was terminated, the line. <sighs> okay, I'm texting him right now. You know, it. it's just, um, they also make Skype so it's fucking impossible to use. Like, literally. I don't know if you have to have him pre-programmed as a contact with his phone number in here to dial him out. I feel like if I dial his number... Let's see what happens. Let's he just commented, the enemy never sleeps, and isn't that the truth? Hold on. Sorry, this is live radio. But, you know, it'd be interesting to see if this will even work. I'm trying to do this all manually. Roy Potter. Save. Okay. Now let's see if I can somehow add him to this call um he said he hung up to clear his end so he was i mean he he called the line again and it was like it seemed like he was waiting but i explained to him there was no way to connect and you know he knows what's going on he fit you know he knows darn well what's going on all right we're gonna try to call his phone here we go we're calling it Supposedly. Let's see what happens. Hello. Roy, we got you. Yeah, we had to call you through the Skype somehow. Um, they literally, this happened yesterday, but it's not a uh, technical problem. This, um, this studio software and this program we use and all this stuff, it's like top of the line studio stuff that all the, um, this is what happened during season one. And we started realizing we were literally being targeted because we would run all these tests. And then when sure. like certain guests come on, it's like they, they just shut us down. Um, I think it was yesterday's show. We had a caller call in. They were going to drop some Intel. It was like a whistleblower type. And the, that main line got terminated again. It was really crazy, but we're glad to have you back. We're on air. Roy Potter is our guest. Everyone's listening. ATN.live. Roy Potter, you have the floor again. We were talking about um, your, your background um, in Hebrew and all of that. And I think that is absolutely fascinating. And, you know, I watched um, Indiana Jones as a kid and, you know, all of that stuff like came to mind. And then I got into um, Sumerian stuff and, you know, read about it. And I realized um, Hebrew, I, I would love to be able to read it because I would like to go through the Bible and stuff. But you really got into the Dead Sea Scrolls. Now, does can you t explain that um, to me? Because I'm no expert on this, but that's like the old, is that like an older version of the Bible? Like the oldest um scrolls out there uh well that's kind of a hard question to answer uh first of all let me say that i <laughs> I, I i almost feel uh, exonerated that uh, they would want to terminate the line over my interview with you. <laughs> I think that's, that's awesome I think that's hilarious actually yeah no that that's that, that, that's uh <laughs> that's but you you know you get a lot of truth out so i i it wouldn't shock me i actually had a feeling that was going to happen and it's really strange that it did <laughs> yeah well anyway i'm glad you figured out another way so answering your question uh the dead sea scrolls were written uh 
starting in the Maccabean period, uh, about 100 uh, B.C., uh, up through uh, about the, uh, at the time of the destruction of the, of the Jewish temple, uh, the Herodian temple, they call it the Temple of Herod, in 70 A.D. That's the rough time period. Uh, and that's, some of those scrolls have some of the, the most uh, uh, ancient, uh, oldest uh, copies of some of the Old Testament scriptures in, ex- in existence, uh, Isaiah, for instance, Daniel, etc., um, however, uh, the, the situation with the Dead Sea Scrolls, um, is historically, uh, when you, when you study those, and this was what Dr. Robert Eisenman, Professor Eisenman did that was so fantastic, was that he basically showed that even though the, the, the people at Qumran, the Dead Sea Scroll community, the Essenes, uh, began, uh, you know, around the time of the Maccabean period, uh, uh, especially uh, John, the, the the king of uh, Judea at the time, John Hyrcanus, mm-hmm. uh, and the whole Seleucid uh, uh, war with the Jews uh, and the takeover, etc. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is that the information in, for instance, the War Scroll and in the Psalm Scroll, some of the Psalm Scrolls, mm-hmm. uh, MMT, uh, which is uh, a, a letter of righteousness. Um, the, the, the community rule and some of those things were actually penned during the Roman occupation of Judea. Uh, so it's right in the same time period uh, that Jesus lived. And so the information in the Dead Sea Scrolls, and I'm really condensing this down, the, the information in the Dead Sea Scrolls really gives an alternative view, a more prescient and a more uh, historically accurate view of the origins of Christianity, which unfortunately for most traditional Christians they can't accept because it goes against uh, the traditions that they've been taught by various institutions and and uh, religious leaders, etc., for 2,000 years. So uh, that's basically what I'd say about it. I wouldn't go into too much more depth here. Uh, if people want to see more about it, they can go to my YouTube site, I gave an entire uh, series on the Eisenman lectures on my YouTube site, uh, Roy Potter QA, that's R-O-Y-P-O-T-T-E-R-Q-A, all lowercase. The QA stands for question and answer, by the way. Oh, nice. And they, like go to the, yeah. they go to the playlists, and then they go down the playlist, and you, there are two, two of the playlists on there. One is the Eisenman series, which goes into what I just talked about, and then also the religion series, wherein I get into other aspects, particularly of, of, of how Hebrew uh, should be considered in any um, biblical discussion, not just the translations that are extant today, whatever they are, mm-hmm. but even in uh, the, the, the James Strong's Concordance or the Gesenius, the G- James Strong's Concordance, of course, is you look up any word you want to find in the Bible and it gives you the Hebrew or the Greek uh, word for that and the meaning and the Aramaic as well, the Chaldean. Um, and then the, the, the Gesenius, which is the Hebrew English lexicon. So you go there and you can look the word up and distill the meaning of the word down even more. But even those two, uh, when they, when they were doing their work, were influenced by the traditionalist's viewpoint, uh, that had been promulgated since, uh, you know, the first century. And so there, even even in Strong's and Gesenius, you have to be careful. But after a while, you get used to, to understanding that uh, using the Hebrew letters themselves, you can actually distill the meaning of the word in a little more clear way than even Strong's or Gesenius could. So that's, that's mm-hmm. where I took my study, and wow. that's basically where it goes. And it does disturb a lot of people. Uh, I'll mention one thing, and then... <laughs> We'll move on to the political or mm-hmm. military or sure. the situation that we began with. Um, one of the and, and this gets Catholics very upset, but I'm just and, and many Christians too. But I'm just going to have to mention I did a couple of videos over the last little while about this, even though I've mentioned it in my religion series and other things. The the, the Hebrew word for virgin is betula. And basically, it just means the house is vacant, <laughs> is what it means. Oh, wow. In other words, she, she's not pregnant. It doesn't mean she didn't have sex. It just means that, that, that there's nothing there, and that when, 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 the, when the child is born, it's the first breaker of the matrix. In other words, the word virgin in Hebrew means that the woman has not had a child yet, a firstborn child. That's all it means. 
Hmm. It has, uh, the, the word for, for a woman who's not had sex is made. In other words, a young girl, basically. Um, not saying that, that sex doesn't need to be protected, and, and especially in, in the situation in marriage and all that. Uh, but it really had to do with uh, the, the airships to birthrights, things like that, is really what the issue was. And so when Isaiah said that a virgin would conceive and bear a son, it, it, what, what, what that's saying is, is that, that it, this is a firstborn son, so he has the airship, he has the birthright. That's really what it means. But, okay. it's, but it's been changed over, uh, and actually uh, the idea of virgin birth comes from Lilith, who, who uh, basically, uh, who, if you know about Lilith, she was the screech owl. She was the, the, the female who, who uh, rebelled against uh, God and her husband. This is, again, I'm condensing this. And uh, decided to have a child without her male counterpart, and that was Yaldabaoth in the Gnostic legends. And uh, interestingly enough, uh, the, the idea of a virgin birth is, uh, is actually reptilian. Now you're going to start saying I sound like David Icke. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but the fact of the matter is, is that the, the squamates uh, in the, in the uh, reptilian family, primarily certain types of snakes and, uh, for instance, the Komodo dragon, uh, they, they, they do have uh, a, a reproduction system that uh, doesn't require uh, male and female. Okay, so it's a reptilian uh, uh, characteristic primarily. So when Christians say that Jesus was born like that, they're basically saying he was born of a reptilian mother. Hmm. <laughs> so, you know, there are all kinds of problems with that, and, and I talk <laughs> about that uh, in, this, in my lectures if people want to go see what that's about. And like I said, it's very disturbing to people, but that's just the fact of the matter. So it was a, a roundabout way to infiltrate the early Christian uh, development, which was really about opposing Rome. Uh, the early Christians, uh, the Essenes, the, uh, the Messianic movement, uh, that was all really about resisting the tyranny of Rome. That's what it was about, and so it had to be rewritten, and Josephus helped to do that, who was a first-century historian uh, who, who worked basically for the Flavian Empire, uh, Roman Empire, the Flavian uh, imperial family. So he, he wrote it for them and uh, basically hid a lot of information or twisted it, just like every historian does. And uh, the real story of the first century was that Jesus was a warrior. He was not just a mystic or a... Or a God-fearing man, he was actually involved in the political and and uh, military operations of the day, hmm. and they couldn't have that. They couldn't have that, so they changed it. And that's what the Dead Sea Scrolls show. They show there's no mention of a virgin birth. You would, in the sense of Christianity, if if that actually happened, it would have been a big deal, especially mentioned by Jesus's brother James, who we figure was uh, Banus. Um, and is even mentioned by Josephus and other and other historians, and certainly the early church fathers, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. But uh, no mention of the, of any kind of virgin birth in the sense of uh, without a male counterpart, uh, you know, a, 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 an actual man. And uh, there's also there are some other difficulties about calling Jesus uh, the Son of God and the Son of Man. What those really mean in the first century is not how they've been. Uh, uh, moved upon and understood in the present day, and that's all by design because they needed to change the messianic movement so it wouldn't fight against Rome anymore. It was a, a basically a military intelligence propaganda campaign to destroy uh, the the actual uh, true Israelites and Judahites that, that exist in the first century who were warring against Rome. So. I'll leave that aside unless you have a specific question, and we can move on to, to something else if you'd like. No, I, I, that's absolutely intriguing, Roy, and um, fascinating all the um, stuff that you have found out in the scrolls. That, that's uh, a lot of good information. I appreciate that. I always wondered uh, what was in the scrolls. You know, I, I wished I myself could uh, read Hebrew and whatnot. Um, fascinating, so thank you. Uh, what do you think about the current geopolitical state? The, um, the, the world seems to be like, you know, the way the media is pushing it, it seems like there's warring nations. Um, you know, there, there's, 
there's uh, skirmishes going on and we're on the cusp of, I guess, World War III, apparently. And, you know, some of the news headlines, like on the Dredge Report, like they got one giant step for freedom, Pelosi in Taiwan, assassination fears, world braces for response. They got, um, let's see, um, you know, just some general rhetoric. Um, there was some kind of threat at some... Uh, political convention or something and then oh yeah this is another big one we could talk about too california in a state of emergency over monkeypox well you know they promote uh you know those sexual deviancies there in california so of course it's an emergency in california Uh, (laughs) right yeah right yeah it's probably true but uh uh you know what i'd say about all this uh and, and it's one reason why i backed off you know, I, I've said my piece over the years. Uh, actually, I've been very active, as I was explaining before we got cut off originally. You know, I was in the military. I was in the police. I've had, uh, I, I, I've, I've rubbed elbows with uh, high, high up ecclesiastical authorities, uh, government, uh, bureaucrats, uh, uh, politicians, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I've seen it from the inside. Uh, and, and also at a personal level where they came after me because of my stand against uh, their their attempts to squash my my investigations and my questioning and uh, especially you know the spirit of inquiry and all of that which uh, needs to be free. Um, but what I would say to boil it all down, I mean, one of the things about war is is that you throw it. There's, there, there are principles of war uh, from Clausewitz, and uh, uh, basically, and you can read Sun Tzu too, and there's some some similar things in there. But uh, what we're what we're seeing is uh, a, a mass attack. Um, uh, the idea of mass you know, as a principle of war is that you throw so much at the enemy that they don't have time to re- to respond, uh, and then to to regroup and then respond again because you're hitting them so fast with so much. And now, rather than having armies do that, they use information. It really is information warfare, and the same tactics are used to overwhelm you so that you can never resolve an issue before you're hit with another one. Mm-hmm. So they can lie, they can cheat, they can steal, they can kill you, they can they can inject things into you, and then they move on to something else, and you're, you can never resolve the issue that happened before. So when you look at this entire thing in all the nations, especially the so-called Western democracies, and in that I include Australia, New Zealand, you know, of course, as well, um, what's happening is uh, that it, you can boil it down to one simple deal. And that one simple deal is that the nations are at war with their own people. Yeah, uh, that, that makes perfect that, sense. Yeah, back in the, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting up there in age now, <laughs> but I remember back in the, uh, in the late 60s, early 70s, when I was in junior high school, uh, one of the, one of the, and I've talked about this on my, on my YouTube channel before, uh, they knew that, they, that, that the financial systems were not going to be able to take care of the baby boomers, and that's not just in the U.S., this is in the entire world. And so early on, they start talking about, well, what are we going to do? The Social Security system isn't going to be uh, uh, liquid. It's going to be having problems. You know, we're going to bankrupt it, et cetera, et cetera. Well, they were talking about that back then because they knew what they had done. Um, and I could go on a lot of history of that, but just suffice it to say that, of course, the, the, the taxes that were supposed to go into Social Security for retirement, they, they, they stole and used for other things. And so the system was in the red practically from the start. But at any rate, uh, they knew that, that, of course, the Rothschilds and these types of people aren't going to use their own money to fix the system. You know, we're considered chattel and, and uh, 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 peasants to them. You know, they're gods. You know, they're, they're not here to help. They're here to, to milk us. And that's the feudal system. And so what's happened is, is that back in, this, in that time period when I was in junior high, they said, well, look, uh, you've got five people on a on a life raft, and you've got food for three days. Who are you going to throw overboard? Right. This was actually something they were saying to kids in, in their early teens, and mm-hmm. you know, 
back then to mm-hmm. prepare their minds for that. And and, the, the, and this was across the board. A lot of people remember this little exercise. And uh, it, it, I remember there's a, a magazine called Highlights. Mm-hmm. hope I don't get you in trouble for stating these the titles of these magazines. But Highlights was something that was given to elementary school students and uh, junior high school students. And, and it was kind of news of the day for that, that age group. And they were they were planting the seeds back then. Uh, one of the things I remember seeing was how the communists would take over, the Marxists would take over the country. They'd start by killing the police officers. Hmm. Well, the way the, not just by killing the police officers, but by converting them to Marxism, which is what we've been seeing for the last two years, especially, mm-hmm. you know, with them enforcing these mask mandates and all That's this right. nonsense, which are totally outside the constitutional. Oh realm. yeah, I mean it's insane. Uh, yeah, so, again, to boil it all down, they need to make war upon the, the population so that they can, they can have the earth for themselves. That's really what it's about. So you hear about these wars and rumors of wars and all of that. I mean, think about it. Joe Biden was a friend to China, right? <laughs> His son, yeah. I mean, they have these, these uh, connections to the Chinese. The Ukraine, China, yeah. all this shit. And Russia. They're the ones, I mean, Pelosi and those guys, look, Hillary sent Putin using John, uh, uh, Mueller, using Mueller, she, Hillary sent uh, uh, pure uranium by using uh, Mueller as the, as the bag man to Putin to sell him uranium. So, that, I mean, this is all baloney. The fact of the matter is, and I'm, I think, I think Putin has really repented of that. I, my own personal feeling is I think he is, is in fact, standing against the New World Order. That's what uh, I the think, liberal too. World Order is I think that, now. too, as well. Yeah, and, and I, I have a lot of reasons for that, which I've talked about on my channel. So I think he's backed out, and uh, China, I think, tried to back out, too, because they want to be the big, the big, uh, the, the big guy, right? Mm-hmm. So there is, there is this division uh, going on in the whether you want to call it, everyone, even Putin uses the New World Order idea now for the idea of sovereign state. So it's kind of been muddied about what, what that really is. But if we look at Klaus Schwab, if we look at the WEF, the UN, um, uh, uh, Bilderberg, Davos, uh, you know, those organizations, um, and understand that that's the, the Anglo-American uh, order that's been you know, misused and, and our sweat and blood has been misused to, to build this system for them. If we understand that, then we should understand that this thing is not a monolithic organization anymore. And it's starting to, it's starting to break up. And that goes along with the prophecies in Daniel and in Revelation, actually, if you wanted to look at that scripture thing. I know a lot of people get into arguments about who the Antichrist is or the you know, and all this. And what do you, uh, what, uh, I look at, what, what do you think, uh, how do you think that plays into it? Like what's your take on that? On the antichrist? Right. Yeah. Uh, well, to, to finish the first topic again, what I'm saying is, is that it's a war by these evil people to destroy, yeah. uh, the populations of the earth. So mm-hmm. if you look at it from that point of view, all of this other nonsense that's going on and all the information is nothing more than to overwhelm you so that you cannot fight the real enemy. Perfect okay? analysis. Right? That's what it really is. And that, that's, that's, that's why I concentrate so much on the things I do. But going back to the Antichrist thing, if you want to know that, um, uh, there are two schools of thought about this, and, and I'm not dogmatic in it. Frankly, I think uh, of all the political leaders in the world today, uh, and, I, and I think you and I have talked about this before. I know I've talked about it in other programs. And again, it gets people very upset. But the guy on the earth today who actually fits almost all the ticket punches for, the, for an Antichrist, the Antichrist, if, if there is such a thing, uh, although I have a slightly different take on it, but if there is a guy, it's Trump. Right. <laughs> Trump, Trump has almost punched every ticket for that yeah. at this point. And, and so, you know, I'll wait and see, but, uh, uh, that would be my candidate, uh, for this. And we'll see that here in the next couple of years. I think, uh, the, the other problem is, uh, or the other viewpoint is, is that, you know, antichrist is a spirit, you know, and I think we're seeing that. I mean, look at, 
especially in the Western democracies, uh, the, the, the debauchery, the, the, the pedophilia, the, the murders, the thievery, the, the empire building, the, 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 you know, going back, I mean, we can look at the, Waco, the actual spirit, at, the actual, uh, right. the, the actual spirit so, of, uh, being anti Christian in a way, anti Christ. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To me, Christian is, is a, is a, uh, is a way of living, you know, um, and, and I know a lot of people, you know, again, going back to the Christ thing, uh, I'll just say that of all, of all the things that you can say about Christianity, uh, both, both, uh, Hillel, who was the, who was a, a rabbi who, who probably knew Christ. It's very possible he did. Or the person that we know is Jesus. Uh, that wasn't Jesus's real name, by the way. That's a, that's a title or a calling. Jesus Christ is a title or a calling. And that's Greek. It's not even Hebrew, but it, that's another story altogether. Uh, his name was probably actually Joseph, but uh, Hillel uh, and and even the 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 entire Old Testament, and then it explained again by by Jesus and again by his his brother James in the Epistle of James. Basically, they talk about what's known as the royal law or the 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 uh, the, the law of liberty, the perfect law of liberty. And what it is is when asked what the the most important commandments are all three of these guys said there are only two love the Lord like God with all thy heart, might, mind, and strength and love thy neighbor as thyself upon these two are all the law and the prophets. Hmm. So, um, my feeling of Christianity is, is that even if you don't know who Jesus is, if you've never heard about it, if you have that principle of loving, of having reverence, that's really what it means. Awe, the awe of God, the reverence of God, even if you don't know exactly who or what that is, if you have a reverence for that that greater um, being, and if you treat your fellow man accordingly, uh, as you would want to be treated, you are by definition a Christian, even if you don't know who Jesus Christ it, is it, in the New Testament. In a way, yeah. Christianity is almost like a good karma system. I feel like it's like a, um, like you said, it's a way of living. That's almost like a lifestyle. Um, if you do everything properly, um, as it's intended, then therefore, you know, your life should operate properly. Yeah. But there are exceptions to that. Of course, Jesus himself, the person we know as Jesus was crucified for standing up for righteous principles. Uh, we can see it in the, in the story of Jeremiah and Job. Uh, you know, all the way back, uh, you know, even Abel, you know, getting his head knocked in by, a, by an evil brother, a half-brother, actually. Uh, so, you know, um, being on the right side of things doesn't guarantee that, that you'll make it through the hard times. Uh, the rain falls on both the righteous and the wicked, and that means eschatological rain as well, which is judgment. Um, so sometimes you get caught up in it, even if you've done all the right things. But, uh, you know, that that in the end doesn't really matter because it's it's the choice that you make um, and how and again, how how you reverence God and how you treat others. That's important. And uh, again, I don't want to cause a big problem here, but uh, a lot of Christians, especially in the larger denominations, they have dogmas that if you don't follow, you're considered a heretic. It's wholly, wholly unscriptural. It was all put together by uh, the, the founding fathers of the churches, different churches, uh, back in the, uh, the late first century, now, um, the third and fourth century. Roy, it's interesting that you mentioned that because um, I feel like a lot of um, tidbits, I guess, in the Bible or something have been misconstrued by certain churches and stuff. And obviously that's happening and has happened. What, um what do you think the main like because when i think of um things like this things that go through my head is like okay what's the main purpose like why would they um like hide and like deceive people in the church you know like what's their whole like what do you think their attempt uh was or is at covering it up in most of these cases like what's the biggest secrets of the bible that they do not want people to know well, that would that would be a, a long um, a class, a sure. separate, I'm afraid. But but what it comes down to, I think, uh, there are 
sins of omission and sins of commission, there are sins that are just based on mistakes and errors. Well, I don't even say sins. There are mistakes and errors, and then there's there's deliberate subterfuge. Right, okay. Uh, and, and, and I think I can give you an example of one um, of, of, a, of an early church father that didn't want to answer a question because of, of what it would reveal about uh, especially the Pauline Gospels. And in this situation, a student came to, um, uh, well, let's see, which one was it? Uh, I think it was Augustine. Mm-hmm. Came to Augustine and said, uh, hey, I want to know what this thing was between, between uh, James, uh, the brother of Jesus, and Paul. Uh, what, what's this about? Uh, and this is going to strike fear and, and anger in a lot of people, but uh, we, we can show this historically. Uh, the, the person we know is Paul actually at one point tried to kill the brother of Jesus, James, hmm. uh, and ended up breaking his leg. Hmm. Uh, uh, this is in the historical record. It's kind of hidden a little bit because Josephus needed to hide it as well as some other people. Um, but, but we've been able to, to put that together. And, uh, this, the student, uh, and this is in the Augustine, uh, um, historical records, this the student came to Augustine and asked that, and Augustine's response was, "Some things are better left without being explained." Oh wow! Huh. So yeah, and the reason why did he do that? Because it went against the traditional uh, uh, dogma um, order of the day, and it had changed significantly uh, since the destruction of the Second Temple. And actually, a little bit before that, but but once the temple went down, you had the Council of Yavna, which uh, Rome controlled, and uh, they they dictated what uh, rabbinic Judaism would become. And of course, there were other things that happened: uh, uh, the Kokhba Bar Kokhba rebellion uh, uh, later on, about 130 A.D., and then of course the Council of Nicaea. Again, Rome was dictating what. Christianity would be, and it was actually based upon the pagan system at that point in time, so that they could bring everybody into the Roman sphere of influence. Now, was so, it was it the Council of Nicaea that uh, did Shakespeare have anything to do with that, or did they? Um... Oh no, oh no, the Council of Nicaea was in about three twenty five A.D. Uh, Eusebius, uh, one of the bishops of the church at that point in time, and, Con- and Constantine, basically, uh, and some others, put it together and it was the, to decide what the Christian um, ideas, the Christian theology would be, and the selection of what books would be canonized. Hmm. Okay, in, in right. So, 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 that was- so they went through and kind of these like pick and chose like what they want to. Uh, uh, show in the future or whatever. Yeah, uh, as an example, um, the the book of James, the Epistle of James, almost didn't make it into the into the New Testament because it was significantly different than the Pauline epistles. Hmm. Uh, and Paul was, uh, and, and I have my own ideas about Paul. I, I frankly think that he was a, a Herodian Roman agent to infiltrate the Masonic. I'm sorry, the Messianic movement. And to uh, derail it, which is exactly what happened. Oh wow! Uh, so they had infiltrators. Yeah. I'm sorry. They had an infiltrator. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's real obvious. And and then he he put he took the uh, the heat off himself by then saying, you know, uh, I warn you, brethren, that uh, you know that uh, uh, there are those who are who are coming in who who will uh, take you unawares and who. And uh, the, the the mystery of iniquity doth already work, and, but he was really describing himself uh, and, and trying to point the fingers of people like James. For instance, you may remember if you read uh, I think it's in Galatians, um, Paul says that uh, you know uh, even nature teaches you that it's that it's improper for a man to have long hair. I don't know if you've read that no, in there, but no, Paul actually said that. Well, that's absurd. Jesus had long hair. So what's right. going on here, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what's going on here is that he's attacking James. Mm. It's one of the proofs that, that James was his enemy, and he was trying to destroy James. So, he's, you know, and there are other things that were attacking uh, uh, the, the principal apostles, uh, Peter, James, John, etc. 
that, that Paul did. Uh, and, it, and we see it in the council. When you read about the Jerusalem Council in Acts, it, uh, it's pretty pretty obvious that it's been it's been uh, the way you translate it, the way you explain it, uh, despite what it actually says, is, is how how these people who wanted power over this, and they were principally uh, the same people that are ruling over us today, like Pelosi, Biden, Rothschilds, uh, Harari. You know, that's another guy that needs to be uh, reined in. Um, Klaus Schwab, all, all these different people, uh, and we could name you know Blackwater. The, I mean, it, there's just so many things that are now coming out. You know, the apocalypse means reveal. It doesn't mean destruction necessarily. Hmm. It means the reveal. That's really what it means in in hmm. um, in uh, Greek. Apocalypse just means reveal. It means it, you know to to see. Is there so a specific the evil? Yeah. Is there a specific time frame for the apocalypse? Uh, is that known in the Bible? Do, do they break that down, or like the path to the apocalypse? Well, I think the big path is is that when you when you see uh, the signs of the times. In other words, look at the evil in the world, uh, yeah. the wars and the rumors of wars. And again, it doesn't even mean there's going to be a war. It means they're using that to war against you to hide mm-hmm. the truth. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the New Testament does have some good things in it uh, that I follow quite closely. The first being that when Jesus was asked that very question, which is what you just asked, his, his very fir- the very first thing he is quoted as saying is, see that you be not deceived. Hmm. Look at the deception in the world. Then, of course, he was referring to primarily to those who would say who he is or who he isn't. isn't. Uh, or that others would claim that, but the point is, is that deception was the big deal, and and we see that. And so, I, I judge things by their their fruits. Uh, that's why I have a lot of respect for for Vladimir Putin. Uh, if I mean, you you put you put Putin up and see how lucid he is, how how much he loves the Russian people in 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 in, in genuinely. Uh, he may be he may be a thug. I don't think that matters. I think what matters is is that he's not he's not for the debauchery, the the the, the, the yeah that the I new world order presents. Say. Basically, he I, I I get what you're saying. Like he's not part of that uh, team. Yeah, and I, and I think he's proving that more and more all the time. But 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 that's what I mean. You look at Putin and what he's doing, and then you look at Joe Biden and what he's doing. Going right along with their agenda. Just goes right along with it. Yeah. To me, it's a no-brainer. The fruit of Joe Biden and the fruit of Putin are directly opposed to each other. They're diametrically opposed. And I go I go with Putin. Does that make me a Russophile or a Putinist? No. I'm just saying that we've got a wicked government, and we're not... We're not getting it under control, and it's going to destroy us, and it's going to destroy the world. That's right. Uh, I think that as well. Bethany, what do you think of this whole... Um, what Roy Potter's laid out so far um, on the show. I mean, a lot of great information. I know you're um, a lot more researched on the Bible than me and stuff, but that I, we were talking about that council of Nicaea before Bethany um, behind the scenes. And I was um, saying, um, you know, maybe they changed uh, some stuff in the Bible or something. So that's cool that you explained all this stuff, Roy. Yeah, I'll let Bethany give, speak here. I'm going to hold back uh, until she gives her uh, information. No, I just, first of all, thanks for coming, uh, Mr. Potter. We love having you on. Yeah. And uh, you're one of my top faves, <laughs> uh, like I told you, behind the scenes. But, um, yeah, I, I, I really identified with what you were saying earlier about, like, the information. It is it is like an information war. And, there, and it, the confusion, um, I think it's like boom, 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 just, like, throwing it at us, throwing it at us, throwing it at us. And we're seeing that quickening. The Tower sure. of Babel, the, the yeah, mixing it up. we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. mention that, Shep. We were talking about this yesterday. Yeah, um, the confusion, ahead, just like throwing people in every direction and scattering them about and causing um, duress and um, triggering um, stress, distress, duress, all these bad negative emotions that resonate and reverberate throughout 
society and people pick up on that vibe and it keeps pushing a negative energy through the um, world, essentially. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, sorry, sorry, Roy, but I think Roy, no, no, you know, like, you're, you're getting out in nature, you're unplugging. And I think like what you're doing right now with your family and, and unplugging and, and like getting back into nature is exactly what the New World Order does not want us to do. They want us to stay in the inorganic. I, I keep going back to this, you know, and I think it's so important to, you know, get into that organic sense of you know, frame of mind. And I've been trying to do that more, be outside, be in the sunshine. You know, they don't want us outside. They don't, they want us all inside, all plugged into our devices. And there's a time and place for that, obviously. Um, you like know, now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. The only but, time. You know, I, I think it's great what you're doing. And, and, um, you know, I think, I, I think we need to all be doing more of that to try to get more of that balance. I know I sure am. Yeah, I, I agree. And, uh, uh, the fact is, I think you know who Noah Harari is. Do you, do you know who he is? I don't. Do Beth I don't do either. Yeah, let me let me tell you about this guy, and you need to look him up. Mm-hmm. He's it, it, he is the the epitome of evil. Um, he is basically the high priest uh, for Klaus Schwab of the WEF. Ooh. Harari is a, is an Israeli. He's a Jew. He's a non-practicing Jew, but he's an evil SOB. I'd love to just call him a bunch of other names. <laughs> but what Harari has has pushed is is that we 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 are uh, that God is a it, it has failed. That all he could do was make organic uh, life. But that uh, Harari and his team, they're going to switch it all to uh, basically artificial intelligence, cyborg life, so that they're better than God. Uh, he actually says this stuff, okay? He also says that uh, you're not going to have any free agents anymore, that they're going to be able to hack all life on Earth. That's from everything from human beings right down to insects, and that they will be able to control everything that you do and know everything that you think. Uh, et cetera, et cetera, and that you will be relegated to uh, uh, basically an automaton, okay? Hmm. And that uh, the only people that will have this free will, et cetera, will be the guys at the top, including himself. You know, they'll be the gods. Mm -hmm. In other words, they're they're building a modern-day Tower of Babel to destroy God and God's creation. That's exactly what they're doing. And you need to look Harari up. He is evil to the core. And that's what we're dealing with. That's why I say all of these things that are happening, the people of the world need to stop letting little stuff like, you know, when Jesus, when Jesus said, you know, they asked, uh, they asked him, um, uh, you know, uh, how, how, do you, how can you tell the difference between a good person and a bad person, kind of like what we were talking about earlier. Right. And he said, it's easy. By their fruits, you will know them. He didn't say, oh, the color of their skin, you know, uh, whether they're male or female, uh, you know, uh, uh, what country they're from, what nationality, nothing like that. He said, by their fruits, you will know them. That was the key. And yet, what do they do? They divide us along all these lines, you know, race, religion, uh, all of this stuff. And uh, I, I think what we need to do, and I think, I think that's, it's actually prophesied that this is going to happen if you believe the Hebrew Bible. And there are those who do, uh, you know, who understand Eastern thought, um, and, uh, you know, other types of spiritual systems, uh, I wouldn't want to go too far down that, that road, but a lot of them believe that there is a period of time when the, the, the ignorance of mankind will be reversed. Not for all of them. All, uh, you know, some of them say it will be a, a big change for everyone. Others, like the biblical strip, scriptures, talk about only a remnant, that only a small group of people will make it through this. But they, they basically will be inspired uh, by the Spirit of God that he will write their law in, in their hearts and in their minds, and they will see, and that they will, they will not be uh, deceived by these evil people that, that seek to divide and conquer. You know, Julius Caesar was not a good guy. <laughs> you know? Uh, he just loved uh, it. The idea of dividing and conquering is evil. And uh, that's exactly what we've been seeing now for thousands of years. And that's the, 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 the prophecy, the hope is, is that this is going to be reversed. 
and that we will we will see each other as we really are and uh these these nasties that have done this to us and it even talks about this in malachi which is the last book of the old testament talks about malachi it talks about it in the book of enoch and some other places which i've discussed that at some point in time that these these evil ones it's not god that's going to do it although he 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 will give us the the tools to to enable us to do it it says that we uh, will be able to uh, put them down, that they will be delivered into our hands, that they will be like ashes or dust beneath our feet. Hmm. We, we have to do that. The people of the world, I think you see that kind of happening like in the Netherlands where there's, the farmers are standing up, you know, and they're meeting the Swiss on the other side and the Germans. Uh, the farmers, they're getting together. They're, they're resisting the, the totalitarian, you know, the, the enforcers yeah. who aren't there to protect the people but to protect the establishment and violate their their oaths to protect the people and we're seeing that in police and in military across the world that they're really against the people that they're for the establishment uh but but the people are starting to believe that now and that's why i say you know uh in the last couple of days i know i ramble on and i connect a lot of dots real fast but uh, you know, I've been, even though I was a, a military officer, I am totally 100% against conscription, you know, the draft, mm-hmm. uh, because it's force. And I consider the last type of vote. If, if a country and its people are worth defending, the people will stand up and do it. If, the, if yeah, it's not that's worth right. defending, then they have, they have the right to say, no, you guys are evil. We're not going to protect you. Um, and of course, right now, what they want to do is they want to draft your daughters as well, and that's a red line for me. They're gonna they're gonna have a problem with that if they they actually try to go there. Oh yeah. Uh, but you know, uh, but that's what they want. Again, it's the destruction of 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 not just the middle class. You know, you hear that. Oh, it's the, the financial destruction of the middle class. That's what. No, no. It's about it's about all of mankind except for their little group. They've reversed the story of Noah where the evil was destroyed and Noah and the righteous were saved, they, they've changed that, and they want to call themselves the righteous because they're the rich ones, they know how to run things, they, they want to have the earth for themselves, and they want to start it all over in their image. That's right. And that's who, and that's yep. who we have to stand against, and I, I think the people are starting to see that. I just I don't know if it's going to happen fast enough, but I... I hope that it, that it does happen. You know, that's what I worry about. I worry about that too, uh, as well, Roy. You know, um, just like is this going to happen fast enough? But you know, at one point, when the going gets tough, the tough might get going. Bethany, uh, do you want to say anything real quick? We have about a minute left, and then I'll let Roy close out. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And thank you for coming on, Roy. It's always a pleasure having you on. We'd like to have you on again for sure. And um, enjoy the rest Roy. of your uh, that was great. time camping. That was great, Roy. Yeah, thank you so much, everybody. Thanks, Roy. We, we uh, enjoyed it. Great broadcast. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. Roy Potter, uh, check out his YouTube. Check out all of his videos and content. He's been diligently working on that and absolutely uh impressive about the uh dead sea scrolls i like that um just learning all this stuff and the council of nicaea that's another thing i want to look that up more thanks roy potter everyone don't forget to support atn.live go to atn.live at the bottom of the page uh and make a donation because we're gonna need it because i need to renew everything for the network for this month and a lot of good people helped out getting this thing going but we need to keep it going until it kind of takes hold a little bit and i can get a couple of sponsors so uh lots of good stuff coming up berserker survivals coming to the network we got conspiracy chicks and rain out rant cast and ny patriot might be doing a show here as well as marshall masters and more we'll see you atm.live
Adelaide.